Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Uwe Dockhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here Sounds we go. like fun. Yay, here we go. Today, I'm very excited to introduce you to Tuti Tegeli. How are you doing, Tuti? And where are you hanging out right now? <laughs> I'm in San Francisco. It's a beautiful day outside. Oh, it, it sounds like a beautiful day already. <laughs> Wonderful. Tuti coaches... Uh, tech entrepreneurs to embrace their unique leadership style to achieve professional impact and sustainable company culture. Previously, uh, she spent 22 years as a design leader at startups and large companies, including Disney and Facebook. And I think you being an insatiable uh, adventurer and prickly risk taker is remarkable. So I'm very thankful I can talk to you today, Tuti. <laughs> I'm excited to be on the show. Wonderful. So here we go. Um, the first thing I want to know is who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? Yeah. So I work with people in tech exclusively. It's what my background's been. And I found more recently, my clients have been women, people of color and immigrants. And I think why this group of people is that this is a group of others who are working in these professions, workplaces, startups, companies that haven't been built with them in mind. So often these clients take on someone else's leadership style because they feel that that's the way that they should lead. And it doesn't quite feel right because it feels like they've been putting on armor or doing something different. And they're in search of, well, how do I, how do I be my authentic leader? How do I lead in a way that takes into account my lineage, my heritage, who I really am, and not just have to pretend to be some other type of leader? Well, that's a, that's a fantastic approach and it's so much needed in these days. And so thank you for your service. Wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, and you know, when, you know, everybody gets, uh, you know, challenges in, in their job, in their, in their life, but what are common mistakes to, uh, your uh, clients typically make when trying to solve that kind of problem? So all of my clients are high achievers, very driven types of people. And the mistakes that people make is thinking that there's only one path, there's only one way, there's only one way to do this, and I don't want to fail, so I'm going to do it and I'm going to get it right. And leadership is your brand, the way you show up in the world, the way you talk and interact with other people. So there's never one path and it's always evolving. So instead, I talk to them about not having that perfect vision and expectations, but instead running a series of experiments, trying something on, trying it for some weeks, some months. Does that work? If it works, keep going. If it doesn't work, discard it because what worked for someone else might not work for you. Could you dive a little bit deeper because it sounds super interesting, the, you know, the variety that uh, you work on. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. So for example, I work a lot with people who consider themselves maybe difficult leaders. Uh, one of my colleagues calls it a brilliant jerk. And typically with for these people, they have a heart 
uh, and a core of being very passionate, very visionary, direct communicators, and a strong point of view. So that's one of their leadership styles, but that can be really challenging for diverse type of people around them. If you're working with a direct person, it's pretty easy. You might work well together, but then there's so many other different leadership styles that are people who, you know, might feel like the air is taken out of the room when you speak because there's no space for them. So one experiment would be vary this leadership style and practice range when there's people who feel like they're kind of like you in terms of directness and style, keep to your your typical comfortable leadership style. But if you're working with someone else and you feel their discomfort, their resistance, try something different. Don't talk first, try listening first. You know, Maybe look at the course of a one-on-one conversation. And if you normally talk 75% of the time and they talk 25%, flip it as an experiment and see if the relationship improves. So that's one example of a, a standard style uh, belonging to a person and then being able to practice range. No, thank you for sharing this this example. So this, uh, you know, makes it much clearer to to see how 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 you can improve on uh, your unique leadership style. This is wonderful. Absolutely. So before, yay. <laughs> so before I asked uh, Tudi, uh, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something here to our audience. If you're enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So Tony, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with that kind of issue? Yeah, let me actually build on the previous example because it can be helpful to have specifics rather than just this 10,000 yeah. foot generalities. So one action that people can think about is what is your strength and maybe what is the dark side of your strength? So I'll go back to the example of the difficult person. Many leaders who have this passion and skill can start to feel a little bit bad. They can start to feel like, oh, am I a jerk? Am I a bully? Like, who am I? And they can really start to get down and hard on themselves. Instead, a lot of uh, the work that can be done in one free action is really to celebrate your strengths. Know that, yes, you are brilliant and passionate and visionary. And a dark side of that is, yeah, you might accidentally railroad someone else, but start with the strength first rather than, you know, we all have our own self-critics rather than beating ourselves up because of the dark side. Well, that's, that illuminates it perfectly. And I, I'm glad we, we, we dove a little deeper here. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So in addition to that, what is one valuable free resource? I'll give you the opportunity to share where people can find you also, where you can direct people to that will help with that issue also in a broader sense. Yep. So I do a lot of writing. I'm a pretty prolific creator. And one of my most popular articles, I have a series called How to Work with Difficult People. But one of the most popular ones is how to work with difficult people when you're the difficult person. And the spoiler really is you can't change other people. You can try, you can try to coach them, you can try to mentor them, but the easiest way to change them is to start by changing yourself. Um, so if you go to tutitagerly.com slash blog, I have tons of writing on there, or you can also follow me on Medium. Um, but that I'd say is the one of the most popular articles I have, which is how to work with difficult people when you're the difficult person. 
Excellent. Can't wait to check it out. <laughs> so folks, we will put the link in the show description. So thanks for sharing, Tuli. Of course. So what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? So I think the question that would be really interesting to ask is, how do you get into, into flow state? How do you get into creative flow state? Because I think it's something we don't talk about enough and it's, people want it, you know, we think that maybe it happens outside of work, but I do believe that it's possible in a workplace setting. Should I go ahead and answer the question please, as well? Please, please. Uh, <laughs> I'm begging. <I>, Can't wait. <laughs> I believe that the key to maximizing this creativity, this innovation, this flow state is energy management. And what I mean by that is tracking and noticing as you go through a work day, what activities or people or contexts light you up and give you this high energy charge, this battery boost, and what is it that drains you? So the, the framework I look at is when you're doing hands-on work, so creating, whether it's writing an email, whether it's writing a spread, creating a spreadsheet or a project plan. So these are the things that you make. And the second category is the people that you interact with. And then the third category is almost extracurricular activities at work. So the things that you might do because you enjoy it, you know, assembling a black women in tech group, assembling a group of people who even, you know, goes to play softball or pickleball together. So if I, if you look at these three types of activities, and sometimes I also throw in meetings because it's where we spend a lot of time at work, look across all of these, what activities in the past 24 hours or the past week really charge me up and bring me energy? What people are there? What, uh, what is it that I truly love? And then try and map to see, hey, is it possible that if you have low energy activities that also aren't impactful, they're busy work, they're production or procrastination techniques, how about you try to get rid of those? If you have low energy things that are pretty impactful to the company, is that something that you could delegate to someone else? Instead, how do you do more of the things that are energizing to you and also impactful to your work? That brings flow. Yeah. So, you know, I love it. So you talked about, uh, you're talking about uh, the three of the my most favorite topics at all. So systems is one thing uh, that we mentioned uh, even before we started, flow and energy. So <laughs> I'm in heaven. So thank you very much for sharing. Amazing. <laughs> Preaching to the choir. This, absolutely, absolutely. So this brings me uh, energetically uh, uh, to my final question. And uh, it's a personal one. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? So I have two daughters. One is 14 and one is 11. And the 14 year old is just starting high school. And with the pandemic and middle school and puberty, it's, it's been a rough couple of years. Mm -hmm. I'm sure many of us can relate to that. Um, something that happened uh, at the end of last week that really gave me goosebumps is that I, I was practicing for, for a big talk. Uh, I have a TEDx coming up and I was telling some stories in it and I'm in my office practicing and my daughter comes in because the cat's here and she wants to pet the cat. She watches and 
And it was the first time she was really engaged in my work and sitting and listening to it. And, you know, she sat there and I was like, hey, what do you think of it? And she's 14. So she kind of like rolled her eyes and said, stop being so dramatic, mama, about all your storytelling. But it was more, hey, she's here. She's listening. She's engaging. And yeah, she knows me as well as almost anyone else. And I do have a little bit of a drama queen tendency. So it was also really valuable feedback to get from her. And it was just a lovely connected moment that I hadn't experienced with her in a while. So that was really beautiful. It's a beautiful memory. And uh, it's a great a goosebumps moment uh, to share and to never forget, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you, uh, Tudi, for uh, our conversation. Thank you for this beautiful goosebumps moment. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you and I appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening and as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.